Alright, welcome back to another episode of Film Nerds. I'm James. And I'm Theo. Here bringing to you another little movie review. So last week we talked about um, Elita Battle Angel, which is a live anime adaptation. So I figured why not do an actual anime you know, movie um, for this podcast or not. But before I um, get into that, I did a little research. Because oh, okay. <laughs> I know um, one of the things we, we were talking about was anime and animation. Oh God! <laughs> so um, I actually went in and did a little bit of research and kind of find out anime is really is really used in American culture. We use anime to describe Japanese animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in 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 Japanese culture, they, they don't refer to the cartoons or the the um, style as anime. They refer to everything as being anime, which is actually short for animation. The same way where we would probably say it's a cartoon. Yeah. Slang. I'll say slang. Slang we would say is a cartoon. We would say Incredibles is a cartoon. We would say Tom and Jerry is a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> so right, I know I had this debate before and I was like, it's terminology, but So ideally anime is more of a I guess relating to our culture is the style of animation. That's correct. You know, but even though J- Japan doesn't recognize anime as anime, right? If that makes sense. No, I think it makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of like how we, if I could do it in martial arts, kickboxing, where they'd be like, "No, it's Muay Thai," <laughs> <laughs> you know, or how like we say martial arts, and then somebody like, "No, I am doing." Karate is still martial arts. <laughs> no, it's a yeah. It's a, it's a form of martial arts. <laughs> anime is a form of animation, right? According to Americans, that's correct. <laughs> but um, today's movie, we'll be talking about the 2016 movie in the, in this corner of the world, which is not an it's not a Netflix include um original movie, but you can find it on Netflix. And it's it's also it's a drama wartime history movie because mm-hmm. it deals with World War Two, And according to IMDB, it's it's about a spirited 18-year-old woman who's married off to a man she barely knows as she combats the daily struggles of living in Hiroshima during World War Two. So already it's kind of <laughs> heavy. You know, it sounds heavy, World War Two, because like, we all know what happened. But um, this movie does dive into more of the characters' personal lives Leading up to and after the day of, of the attack, but for me, I honestly had no clue what I was expecting. I, well, I knew I, I knew I was expecting it to be kind of sad, but as we, uh, I, uh, as we talked earlier, I wasn't really expecting. I, I didn't ha- really had no clue what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> it was like, hey, we're doing a review of this movie, and all I did was look for it on Prime. Paid, and then it popped up, and I sat there and watched it. <laughs> now it started throwing, giving me hints when I was like, "Wait a minute!" They keep talking about the dates, and then I kept noting the dates. You know, well, you know, most most shows give you dates for time periods and stuff, but they kept going up, and I'm loading something like, "Wait a minute! This is 1944." 40. Oh man. James about to got me watching a World War II movie. <laughs> that's why you always read the log line before you watch a movie. It tells you what. Um, yeah, I didn't what, what about. I didn't. Either. I just seen the thumbnail. I just did on the thumbnail, clicked it, and I watched it. See, the thumbnail over tells you what you know. No, the thumbnail 
what gave me no idea it was a war, nothing movie. I just knew it was gonna be about a girl. It was like a, you know, just a girl movie type thing. Not saying girl movie like girl movie. Just I just knew I was gonna be. It was some. I was gonna be watching a girl <laughs> doing something. It was gonna. Be, that was the main character. That's I put it that way. I only knew that it was a girl as the main character. <laughs> well, the movie is directed by. Um, I'm gonna try to pronounce his name. Asano Kabachi, but he also directed Black Lagoon. I never seen it, but I have heard the title with before. It, yes. yeah. So the director of that did this movie. He, um, he did a couple other ones, but nothing that stood out to me that um, I have heard, heard before. But um, moving on to the plot of the movie, the main character name is Sasu, mm-hmm. who who has a natural gift for drawing. She, she also tends to get lost in, in her uh, imagination and she is described as being absent-minded. Because like, a lot of times she, she tends to forget where she is, what she's doing because of the fact that she always gets lost in her thoughts and, and her passion for... I didn't get that. Like, there was plenty of times where she would, like, the time when she went down to the city to get, um, buy sugar at the, at the, oh, black, okay. at the black market. And she got lost. Yeah, and she ended up getting lost due to her, um, spacing now and just deep <laughs> thoughts you know she tend to do that a lot it's a good spacing out she yeah it's good she's one of those people where she believed literally stop and smell the roses because that's how i look at it a lot of times like when she got lost she was trying to enjoy it. she was somewhere new so she was yeah. taking it all in well she don't start off at 18 because um we starts when she's a little younger yeah i didn't get the age her and progression they kept her very Close. And like and movie like well, the movie doesn't really pick up until she's eighteen, but um it shows little progress when she was a kid, dealing mm-hmm. with her sister and her older brother. But when she's eighteen, she is married off to a guy named Tosaske. Later on, um we find out that he's seen her before, once before while um a little younger. They really didn't have no prior um prior um Interactions. Yeah. He remembers her because he recognizes her birthmark. Um, she has a little birth, a, a small birthmark on her lower cheek. It's been the third time throughout the movie where he, he recalls, you know, her birthmark that, you know, you can, like, for me, you can never, uh, I can always find you because, you know, I always recognize your birthmark and whatnot. Right. So, so the movie um, pretty much deals with her struggle to fit in with his, uh, uh, the, with this guy's family. This movie deals with heavily on old well I say old because I don't know how the culture is today but uh, it deals heavily on the you say traditional yeah old traditional ways customs because they kind of they kind of got towards similar they kind of accustomed to some of our western ways and relationships as soon as she's married off she moves in with him and his family because mm-hmm. like it's no it's it's a little different from all Western ways because their culture is everybody stayed together. Mm-hmm. Like everyone lived in one house. But the woman, but that's the thing without just regular culture, like old just Bible stuff like that. The um, the wife always goes to the, yeah. the man's family and stuff like that. Yeah. So in a way, it's not like she just marrying marrying him. She marries his whole family. Yeah. In a sense. Well, they all live together on the same roof. <laughs> yeah. As soon as she gets there, she assumes the role of the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Because, to those, to those case, um, mother, she's ill, and 
she couldn't do a lot of stuff on the house no more. He has an older sister, but she was married off to somebody, so she wasn't home to take care of those duties. So once Sazu marries in, she, she, takes, she takes over those responsibilities of cooking, cleaning, running errands and chores. Well, yeah, she did the traditional female role. And then, like, but she would have had help. That's the thing. <laughs> just to get, just to let you know. Yeah. It, it wasn't like she was. The slave. Like, a, yeah, just not Cinderella, but it's just she. It's the fact that the mother was yeah, sick. Yeah, the mother was sick. So she had to take on a lot of the physical, the physical demanding work. And everything starts to change once his sister Keiko comes home <laughs> and instantly she starts to pretty much take over the job that she was doing. Not at first, though. Oh, no, no. Yeah, she did. She did. She would be cooking and she would come in like, nah, I got this, you know. Or she better go go shopping. Nah, I'll, See, I had I'll a comment in. about that, but I guess we can talk what? about that when you're done. No, go ahead. Well, because my thing was, I couldn't tell. Was she doing it out of spite? Yeah, Um. at, at first, my first thoughts was... Like, this my mama, not you. <laughs> yeah, like, I thought, I thought she was kind of jealous at first because, like, she was just... Come I ain't one jealous. I mean, well, you said jealous. Yeah. I, I was thinking of a different emotion, <laughs> but because it was just, but I did kind of see it was just like she just wanted to come over and take over, and she yeah. literally like pushed her out the way. Yeah, and that's and their their families are supposed to be one. Yeah, be one. So it should have been let me help you and stuff like that. But I think it was because our issues. I couldn't. I didn't think it was jealous because I kind of felt like because of her situation with her lifestyle. Well, I can see where you're saying jealous now, because she has a man and she didn't. So I could probably see yeah. that. I guess to bitch off a little bit, Keiko, she was she was more of the high maintenance and fashionable mm-hmm. woman. You know, she she wore the hats and the, and the pretty dresses, and she marries in she marries a son of a watchmaker. Right. As you know, watchmakers are pretty wealthy, so she moves into this wealthy family. And her husband dies, and but before they, before he dies, you know they have a son and a daughter, and the family takes. The family, since um they have a family business, the family takes her son pretty much so he can learn the ways of the business. They pretty much cast her out. There's no reason for her to stay around no more. So, okay, yeah, just to add that, cause, cause I don't think you said that that he he passed. Yeah, oh, I see he passed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, her situation was she was pretty much a slave in the own in in the house. Okay. So it made her feel unwelcome. So she comes home. Now I can throw my question in there. Okay, because like you said, when the when he passed the business, she was fighting. They didn't want her to have mm-hmm. the you know they didn't want her to take the full ownership of it, whatever. Yeah. And she was fighting for that. But what happened was. Um, I figured that, like, that saying hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. <laughs> because the way that she was, wasn't, because she wasn't fully accepted into that family of nucleus. Now that we said it out loud, maybe it was because of the fact that I can see where the jealousy is because mm-hmm. her family accepted her better than she got accepted when she was with her husband family. Yeah. So like so, so my first thoughts when I first watched it, I thought you know it was jealousy or some kind of built up aggressive you know, and whatever she was feeling, she took it out on main character, right? Sazu. Yeah, when they told that, I did feel like it was a jealousy. But when they when they first the first like the first time they meet, mm-hmm. 
I just couldn't understand why she was just so mean to her. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense when they tell her her backstory. Yeah. So once Keiko comes back and pretty much uh, assumes the role of the woman of the house, the family, like, I felt like the family tried, tried to get rid of her a little bit because Keiko um, tells uh, Sasha that, oh, you can go home now, you know. You can go visit your family. And everybody was like, yeah, just go go back home, go back home, because Keiko's here now. She can take care of everything. I thought everything. they was being nice, because... Yeah, I, I feel like it was more like passive-aggressive. Ah, uh, okay. You know, they'll be nice about it, but at the same time, it's, I felt well, I felt like they was like trying to get rid of her, but be nice about it. Yeah, because they didn't have a problem with her being gone. Because you know, yeah. technically, I would look at it like traditionally... You know, she should go back and see, see her parents. Because I want to say it's been some time. Yeah. Maybe like two years, I think, probably. I don't think it was that long. Okay. But uh, it was some time. See, I thought it was like at least a year or two. Yeah. I would say at least a year. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, she didn't visit for any of the holidays. In Japanese culture, they do have a lot of, you know, family holidays and stuff like that. So, she didn't go and she stayed, which is cool. It makes sense like the first year. Yeah. So, I didn't really take it like that at first, but it did seem kind of, subconsciously, it did, it didn't yeah. seem genuine. Yeah. So, I, I'll especially give you that. From, especially come from Keiko, who already yeah, came right. I was about to been, say that. I was <laughs> like, I wanted to say that the sister recommended, because yeah, the other ones, they didn't, okay, okay, now that yeah, I'm remembering, when she said it, because now I'm thinking about it, she did say it, it seemed like she did want to get rid of her, because the yeah. family actually adored her. Yeah. So. She does end up going home for a little bit, but she starts to become a little stressed and depressed, um, which um, which um, is evident when everybody remarks that, oh, you losing hair, your hair's falling out, you're going far in the middle a little bit. <laughs> like, like it, 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 it was a little funny when the little girl, um, it was a little funny when, especially when um, Keiko's daughter um, makes a side comment, she comments about Suzu um, losing hair. Did they explain why she was doing that? What, losing hair? Yeah, it was it stressful when she... Yeah, um, it, it's not explained. It's implied that um, she was stressed out. From doing all the chores and stuff? No, from not... She was, I felt like she was more stressed out on the fact that she didn't have a place to... She, she didn't serve a role. Like, oh, okay. Because at first, like, as she was brought up to being this person um, who took care of... Who, who would take care of everything, you know? Like, she was happy to serve, cook, clean, do the chores, run errands. I got you. They, yeah, they had, everybody wants to know what their position yeah. is. And, and, like, and when Kiko came back, she, yeah. she had no position. And they didn't involve her, so she kind of just was spinning her wheels. Yeah. yeah. I so, so, I guess she was stressed out and trying to figure out why I'm here. I, I've married this guy who I don't even know, and at the time, she wasn't sure if she even loved him. You know, because, like, <laughs> she had a friend who, even though the relationship was kind of funny. Cause, yeah, Because, like, he would kind of be cold towards her a little bit. But you could tell there was something going on. Oh, they, you could tell they felt some kind of way by, by one another. But no one said anything. Or, I don't know, because he was mean in the beginning. The only time I knew something is when he came and visit her. And then I didn't like the way he did it. Cause she was already married. <laughs> it was just like wow. I was like wow. That was. Yeah, it was. It was. It, yeah, it was. Um, I I think he did with 
about it the wrong way. <laughs> That's when I realized he liked her. Yeah. Because at first I just thought he looked at her like, uh, you know, just a girl that was just, he's seen regular painting pictures and, you know. See, I, I kind of look at it as in a way where as kids, especially back in the day, sometimes you didn't know how to express your feelings. So you kind of, you kind of express your feelings by picking on them or being a little mean a little bit, you know. Yeah, I had that growing up. I I can never understood why I used to always have these girls hitting on me. And then somebody told me like, oh, they're trying to get your attention. <laughs> and I, it was just like the weirdest thing to me. Like, well, why don't they just talk to me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to be around them because they're hitting on me. <laughs> yeah. It's like a guy. Like, I took it like generally. Like, somebody's putting their hands on me and, like, aggravating me. I want to get away from them as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, so, like, so, to me, I felt like that that wasn't that what okay. he, was, he was doing, you okay. know? Because, like, she even drew, drew a picture, and I don't think she would went out her way to draw draw him a picture if she felt, um, I guess, bullied or, or put off by him. Right, right. But as But as the story goes on, um, the war, well, I think the war been started. Or mm-hmm. um, war starting, but it's drawing closer to Japan because the government starts issuing uh, a food shortage, so everybody, so everybody is on uh, food rations. Right, they're in the war, but now it's to the point where it started to affect them. Yes, it started affecting them. And then, in nineteen like lots of happened, but um, but for plot wise, in nineteen forty five, um. The U.S. starts having the air raids, and they they're really starting to feel the war now. Mm-hmm. It started coming to their doorstep. Like not only in the food, but the safety now. Right. Because like they they start practicing um uh air raids. Yeah, uh, air raid. Uh, uh, I forget what you call it. Um, uh, um, just uh, they was just doing tests. Yeah. Sim- simulations and stuff. Yeah, because um, they even built. Well, her husband. It was a... But other people did do bomb that, too. It, it, it was other people did. If they was able to, they did it. Um, yeah. Bomb shelters. They started making... So she has a bomb shelter on her property? Yeah. Because right. um, they turned the garden, well, part of the garden, right. into um, um, a bomb shelter. She later finds out that her older brother was killed. He was... He went into the war, and he was killed, and they only sent back a rock. Right, I remember you know, cause like I guess because the, the girl finds the body, so they sent a rock, you know, so she only had, they only had a rock to remember, to remember, to remember her brother by, or to, to bury. Right. It was kind of sad, but it's, it, it, it's even sadder when she remarks that she didn't really miss him. Her brother was a bully, and he was, he was always hard, and, like, she, she, she comments that, like, even though he's gone, like, she didn't cry, you know, for him. And, like, I probably would never miss him. Which is kind of, it's kind of messed up, but seeing how he was acting towards him, well, towards her and her sister, I guess he, it's, I guess it could be expected, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I probably want to add that it has something to do with just probably her hardening up. Because with those attacks and stuff, people's personalities are going to, they kind of, change a little bit true and then we don't a lot of people don't realize that um things happen like that for people to adapt because 
Um, me per se, I, I've been to Iraq, so I can understand some of the stuff how they were kind of like when they had the shootings. You know, a lot of people kind of got to the easy going where it's like, oh man, this here we go again with this siren. I can't go to sleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I kind of looked at it like that. Like she just got hardened with just her environment because mm-hmm. I mean it. It had to change her, you know. And then by her being with, no, I can't really say the second part because she 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 would have missed her sister. So it it, it was I I kind of agree with the with how their relationship was. Yeah, because um the first time when she goes home, when she actually finds out that he does go into um to, that he does go into the navy, mm-hmm. I I believe. Her mother or her sister, as as if she written um, her brother. Oh, okay. It's like she said, um, "Nah, I can mention like." Yeah, she she wrote to him. Oh, so she did. Yeah. Um, if you remember the scene where she asked for the address. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So she did write. He to hasn't him. wrote back to her. That's correct. Yeah. So um, it always kind of see that the relationship wasn't. Really and see that kind of threw me off a little bit. Where I didn't really, really, really like dive into her interactions with him because I kind of thought maybe I didn't think he was lost at sea and then I couldn't tell if she was just holding on the fact that he just he's still alive but he's doing what he's doing yeah and he will come whenever he's free yeah (laughs) so I I don't know but if anything like you said that's probably just how she ended up dealing with it so so as the movie continues as you said before um, her, her friend Whose name is Teshu. Mm-hmm. He comes to visit uh, out out of the blue. He tries to make like he, he makes fun of it, but he he tells the family that oh, if you're tired of her, I can always take her off your hands and whatnot. It's it gets a little more awkward when her husband allows them to have a private conversation. I, I guess for me, like it just felt a little awkward that you know you allow your wife to be in a room by. Herself is this guy who clearly has um some kind of alternative motive. Okay, when I first seen it, <laughs> yes, as a being males, we we supposed to be protective. So it did come off like he was not protecting his woman because or didn't care, right? Or he didn't care. Well, because care of, in, in the sense of not anything happening to right. her, but the fact of he could do something. With her. Now, there's a thing I want to go back because of their tradition. I do want to say it's probably the tradition. I think it's very. I think if they if they do adultery, I should have looked that up. But with adultery, I think adultery is very something very strict. So I could. I, I would like to say that one is kind of like uh, the rules for adultery. Kind of like how some countries have they're gonna cut your hand off. So mm-hmm. if somebody said, "Oh yeah." I let him into my bank account of gold coins. <laughs> like, man, I went as American. I wouldn't do that. He'd probably steal it, you know. And he'd run where those countries like, nah. Once we find him, we kill him. <laughs> you know, it's a different perception. I kind of thought it was something like that. And then two, as it passed on, like their conversations, he was getting ready for war. So I kind of looked at he was being sim- sympathetic that the fact that. This is your friend. It's somebody you grew up or whatever it was. It could have been, hey, you need to end this and close this. Or I like that it was more as the fact, hey, he's going to war. Because remember. Yeah, uh, because um, he, yeah, he does say, um, you've been, you've, this may be your last chance to see him again. Right. So go ahead and stop. Because 
I was cool with him staying because he didn't have no place to go. Yeah. Because they were, uh, for those who know, uh, their ship had pulled in, so all the hotels got full, so he knew her, so he asked, you know, can he visit, but he was, he didn't allow him to stay in the house, though. Nah, um, That's, that, it was in a, like a separate part right. of the house. He, he had him, he, you know, so he couldn't stay in the house. <laughs> so that, that was a good thing. That's where I kind of overlooked it, because it was like, you know, and he literally said, he was like, you know you can't stay here, right? <laughs> but he did allow her to spend the evening with them, so like, yeah. if she wanted to sleep under him, she had the opportunity, but that's where I kind of gave it like, if it did, one, because of their tradition, mm-hmm. or whatever the rules is with adultery, and two, well, it probably wouldn't matter anyway, because if they did do something, there was a high chance that he might not come back. But I want to say it was the tradition, and two, it was just the fact that, you know, well, then that's another thing, because he knew that she wasn't happy either, so he probably yeah. was trying to do whatever he could to bring her up. Because right. like, um, at this part of the um, relationship, they kind of don't know each other for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And like, it's it, it, it not like they, they're having deep conversations or spend a lot of time. They was pretty much strangers. And I, I, as you were saying, he, he probably thought, well, maybe this will make her happy, you know? And I can understand that. And, 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 and if she wanted to leave, this, I guess this would be her opportunity to leave. Right. So in the, in the movie, it also shows that now for, for those that don't know, she was kind of in an arranged marriage. So he kind of liked her, but he also wasn't, he was still kind of compassionate. Like, even though I, you know, I wanted you and stuff like that, I want you to also want me type thing. Mm-hmm. And because of the situation, you know, that's where I kind of agree. He, he he wanted to make sure that she was happy because there's a couple of times where she just, he tried to bring her back because I think it was one time she just wanted, went, did she want to die or something? Yeah, she like she didn't care about her harm, and he up there, he kept he saved her a couple of times. Yeah, so because yeah, um later on, she starts to fall into this deep depression, especially right. once she loses Keiko's daughter. Yeah, because uh, um, as the plot goes on, the life gets harder because the tax the tax the the unit tax comes more frequently. Mm-hmm. Like they even burn half the city, or, or that not the city, but the town, because right. the town. I, I get to back up. Her and her family was originally from Hiroshima, but Sosuke's family is lives in a town called Kure, if mm-hmm. I pronounce it right. Yeah. But um, it was outside of Hiroshima. Right. So um, well, they was they were good. They were a good distance from it. Because like, Hiroshima would, would be like the major city. They were off in the country yeah. country part of it. You kind of like, I guess you say, Suffolk. <laughs> no, nah, I want to say it's a little bit more. I mean, well, well I guess more like Windsor area. I'd probably say like maybe like Williamsburg. Williamsburg is not really a country, though. Oh, I, I thought you was going by distance. <laughs> oh, no. I'll, 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 it, it would probably be like, I guess the seven cities. Uh, you look at seven by seven. Uh, nah, you look at, you, you look at like Smithfield, <laughs> Windsor. I ain't never been there. I ain't never been there. Well, what, what's that? What's that place we went to? Windsor. You know what I'm talking about? With yeah, the dogs. Windsor. Okay. Windsor. Okay. Yeah. Then I give you credit. Then yeah. that. Yeah, because uh, they have their cities, they have their rural, and then they have their countryside. So they yeah. was in the country. Yeah, it, it's a small town outside of um, Hiroshima. 
Like they still was carrying they. Like, if you see any of like the old movies and stuff, they were still carrying their water by hand and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Even though at that time they had a, and you can tell with these movies when a when Japanese are wearing like the American like pants and shirts and stuff like that, you can tell that's when they start getting a lot of our modern technology. So they had some of that type of t- technology in the major cities. The depression. Yeah, so she started getting more depressed because there's a part of the um of the movie where Keiko is supposed to be moving out of the city somewhere. <laughs> I, I I believe she was supposed to be catching a train. Well, she was supposed to catch the train to somebody's place mm-hmm. or go back home to take care of some business. So Suzu has 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 her niece, right? And they're walking back home. After um well, after I went home, there's a, there's the airstrike. Well, they're not at home. They went to go. No, no they were doing only back. Yeah, they're, back they're, home. right, right. That's correct. And there's the airstrike, so they take shelter in someone else's bomb shelter. Mm-hmm. And after after um the attack, they head home. And on the way home, they come across. Well, they're still in that same city. Yeah. Okay. But they come across a a bomb that didn't go off. And earlier in the movie, they were discussing how the U- the U.S. had had bombs that they, they called it malfunction, mm-hmm. but uh, it was actually a a delayed right a, a delayed bomb. And they, I think, it was in class back back in school when um they was talking about this. Right, they did a flashback. Yeah, so she had a flashback, and she remembers oh some bombs that go off all the time. And right as she remembered this, the bomb goes off. And she loses the niece, and in the process, she she loses her right arm, well, right hand, mm-hmm. which is the hand that she does everything, mm-hmm. draw, like cook everything. So she was right hand dominant. <laughs> so 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 she wanted to die because one she she felt responsible for losing her niece, and now she feels even more useless because even though. She kind of found her, her role with the family and became more helpful in helping protect the family and whatnot. This happens. And now this happens. You know, now she's completely useless. <laughs> or she feels useless right now. So she wants she wanted to die and it takes her husband to Oh and I forget the uh, mother got mad too, so that didn't help. Keiko, yeah, yeah. Keiko, Keiko blames her. So. Yeah, like it was a time when Keiko blamed blamed her for the death. But later on in the movie, she does come back around and forgives her and says it's, it's not really your fault. You know, everything things happen like well, she she much says her decisions led. She had her own decisions that led you know led up to this. You know, like so she really wasn't at full fault herself, you know. Right. Because uh, all all of her decisions were, Keiko's decisions were pretty much what she wanted to do. Like, she got everything that she, she had to come back home because of the situation that she was dealing with there, you know. So, she chose to come back home. Like, she could have worked it out if she wanted to. Like, they could have, she could have fought to do more stuff to stay back where her husband, family, where the main character was just up in forest because of due to the arranged marriage. And she's everything that they're in a household, she has to take on 
without no say. Yeah. So even with the niece, it was her responsibility because they were supposed to work together. But it wasn't like she, you know, asked to get married to that guy or was yeah. even in. They the sister knows that like unlike her, she chose. Yeah, she chose the guy. She was able to choose her husband and you know pursue him. The main character wasn't allowed to. She just was at home one day, and they literally told her, "Hey, somebody's interested. You go meet them." Yeah. And she didn't turn them down. So, yeah. So, um, overall, like I, I really enjoyed the plot. I felt like it was simple enough. It wasn't convoluted, and it, I, it really showed her struggle to not not only to survive but find her place in life, you know, and to adapt and to grow. It it also really showed. A lot of the, the Japanese culture and how they did things back then. Like I said, not knowing how they do things now, but it really showed how showed their family structure and how things operate and whatnot. And I feel like in the movie itself, really gave a strong message, a strong message in being strong and pushing forward. And even though you are, even like 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 main character, like main characters. Or living in this wartime, and there's death all around them. They still find ways to be happy. Cause like it, it would be easy for them to give up and just, it just, it just, you know, and quit and die. <laughs> but she finds a way to still become empowered and find ways to pretty much count her blessings. You know, right, right. like she has life. She could be dead, but she's alive. And to make the best of it. Yeah, I I would. Yes, I would agree with that. With the with the hustling part, I did like that part. Is that how she was just trying to find, you know, what she took the rations and she tried to make a feast out of it, and she even came up oh, with yeah. new new recipes and new styles just to make. Now, most of us, if you've seen war movies, you know you're not getting a lot to work with, and she made it work. And then she was just spicing and dicing, and which I did kind of like. <laughs> yeah, I, but I do also feel like the movie do start off slow. It started off very slow. But <laughs> I almost I, fell asleep. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" If I had to watch, I, I'm not even gonna lie. If I didn't have to watch this movie, I probably wouldn't have made it to 30 minutes. I I would have had to force myself. I was for like, "God, leave this." I don't. But um, <laughs> but things do start to pick up when she does get married and starts to experience all these hardship and conflicts and dealing with all these things that's going on with the war. But getting to that point, it does start slow because like uh, it builds up you know, her, her being at home with her family, her interest in drawing, which does play uh, a more part without the movie. Going to the characters, I, I really love um, Susan's character because throughout the whole movie, like, well, she also uh, is described as being a very normal and boring person. <laughs> and I, th- I think Tessu and her husband say this on multiple, kind of, on multiple occasions. Now, especially um, her friend, one of the things that he did like about her, how he was he was telling her how everything around him is changing, but she's the one thing that hasn't changed, that she's still her own normal, well, he said boring right, <laughs> self, right. you know. But to me, I, I kind of make it kind of makes it easier to follow her and to put yourself in her shoes because you, you can probably find something about her that fits within you. Like for me, she's a dreamer, you know. 
I was I, gonna I, say that. I was like, you just like her because she was creativity. <laughs> she was creativity, creative mind. I mean, she, she's she was very creative. But that's real. Most people yeah. can't understand creativity people because they can most most people that with a creative mind can be in a room by themselves. <laughs> yeah. They don't. They can just sit on the porch and enjoy what they see on the porch, like what she did. Yeah. If she was a lookout, she could just do it by herself, and she would draw again to her drawings. Yeah. So. Yeah, like yeah, like she didn't need to be entertained with a whole lot of stuff. She could just get lost in whatever. Like she could find the smallest thing to like the cooking. <laughs> yeah, like cooking. You know, she she could find the smallest thing to bring joy to her life. And she was always cheerful, well, up to the point where she started feeling depressed. But even then, there were times where she would force herself to be upbeat, you know, which I guess is, which is actually a very common thing in, in people who's depressed. You know, they they have ways to force themselves to be happy, or at least to look happy, mm-hmm. you know. And I felt like she was a very relatable character, even though she was a bit, as, as they say, absent-minded. But that goes back to her being creative and always getting lost in her thoughts and whatnot. But, I, but going back to a couple episodes how we were talking about characters and being um, multi, multi-dimensional, mm-hmm. she was a multi-dimensional character because not only was she experiencing outward conflict with the war and trying to survive, she was dealing with her inner conflict and on finding that strength to protect her new family and finding her place in life. Now, now husband Shinosuke, he was more of a shy guy. Like he wasn't, he wasn't very outspoken. He wasn't outgoing. He was more to himself and very, very quiet. And I like, but he, 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 but even though he was quiet and shy, he was strong enough, or at least brave enough, to go to her parents to ask her, you know, to propose to her and whatnot. Even though. It was more of a, I guess, I guess we could call it a proposal, even though there was no engagement stage. But that, that, but then again, the culture is like yeah, you gotta go by that culture. It's yeah. arranged marriages. Everything is, um. Well, it was. I, I wouldn't say arranged. It was. She she didn't have a choice. Well, I mean, she did have a choice, a but choice. it was. She didn't have nothing to do. Everybody did everything for her. Like she uh, just had to show up. Like um, arranged arranged marriage is more like. Let's say my parents would go off to find some other parents, and they the parents agreed to marry. Oh no! Sex. But it can be like this as an older. It can be a form of it. I get what you're saying. Like, oh, uh, here go two two year olds. All right, when they become eighteen, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't always have to be like that. But like I said, with the Japan stuff, it I I, I kind of call it a range if it's because it it can be, mm-hmm. you know. But like I said, she still had the option. To say no, but in most of those cases, they really yeah don't say no. That's why that's why I kind of say it's just a range because it's like he wants her, he pretty much going to get her, and unless some they can find something wrong. But but he wasn't he really wasn't a no he wasn't a bad guy. Yeah, he was a bad guy. He does put her interests you know in front, right? Even though he tried to try to um he did try to welcome her and try to get her accustomed. You know, to everything he he was trying to, you know, get involved, but it, it was just. I think the the bad thing about their story, which made it hard for their their interaction, was the fact that 
the war was going on yeah. and his job. Because by him working for the Navy and stuff like that, it kind of gave him like long hours and he was always away and stuff like that. So they didn't really have a lot of time to. I think she would have felt, you know, for them to build up. Because remember when they do kiss, it's kind of awkward to them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're already married and they like nervous about it. So I think it's just the whole fact that everything that's going on, it would have been a lot smoother if it wasn't a war going on. Yeah, perhaps. One of the things that I, that I found a little funny was, I forget what's going on, but there was talking, and it was after um, the night where the guy comes in and um, stays the night with them, and like in the midst of the dinner, he was kind of joking, and she gets upset, and she hits him. So the next day, um, him and her was talking, well, her, her and her husband was talking, and he um he pretty much says, for all this time here, I have never seen your angry face. You know, <laughs> like I guess I can it's like the whole conversation we're having. But he was pretty much like, I don't know, I don't know a lot about you. You know, you don't like you don't open up to me, whatnot, and mm-hmm. don't express each other feelings. So he was he was trying to get the fact of not once have you ever uh, expressed anger or anything that you want. But he was trying to figure out what she wanted. Yeah, but remember, I like to say he was reserved and then the family system, you can't put two, you can't put those qualities to each other. Like, somebody has to be proactive. She wasn't because she was okay with everything and then she knew what she had to do. So, after doing all the cooking and cleaning and stuff like that, that was it where when they had the time, remember, they didn't really, it didn't seem like they really talked when they did have the time to talk, you know? Because mm. she can talk. <laughs> she can talk if you talk to her. She will talk and hold a conversation. <laughs> but they didn't. And then when he did try to talk to her, I think it was, it was a little, almost too late when he started talking to her. Like, he really started talking to her after... The niece died, pretty much. Like, I don't think it was the fact that they, he started talking. I think it was more of the fact that the situation brought them closer right. together. Right. You know? Because he always tried to express some kind of emotion, whether it's drying her hair, you know, wiping her face. Oh, yeah, that's right. She would push him off, yeah. Yes, like... So he always tried to make that attempt, you know? But it wasn't until a little later on where... She finally admits that I do love him. I do love you. You know, where they were finally able to move forward as husband and wife. Right. I guess that um, is to be expected. Marrying a guy who you barely know. You know. But one thing, another thing that I, I did, I did like, I did, I did like the the the, um, the, the um, style of the movie, the whole animation, hand drawn um, style. It was, it was colorful, and I like I liked it because nowadays a lot of animation tends to go the the whole CGI, and you see a lot on Netflix, um, <laughs> a lot of anime that Netflix does, not all of them, but there are quite a few of them. It tends to be more on the CGI, and sometimes I feel like they focus too much on the the graphics and the CGI, and 
in the story kind of get lost. All right, I felt like with this, with, with this, I think is not bad. No, some is not. Like I like the, like the Simpsons and the Incredibles. I like that type of CGI animation type thing. Now I don't like when they do the. I want to say it's like they're merging American with Japanese aspect. That would probably be like the Teen Titan. I can, I was, I was, t- I could tolerate Teen Titans when it first came out, but when they started doing like the Turtles and then they did the Thunder t- Thundercats, that type, that I don't like that that version. I didn't see, I didn't see the, um, the Thundercats. It's kind of it's similar to Teen Titans and how the new Turtles are, you know, with the Weird shape. Well, the T is was is anime drawn. It's, it's, it's drawn more towards anime. My say is. Well, you know, the old one or the new one? Well, what new one? Because they have two versions, don't they? Ain't talking about Go. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I don't like that type of version. Oh, like the Titan the, the Go. The Chibi. The Chibi version. Yeah, I don't like that type of version. But, uh, but uh, like, on oh, me either. But I was referring to more of the, the CGI. Like, um, you ever seen. The Godzilla animation on Netflix. I seen the thumbnail, so I got an idea what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> that what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Watch I don't it. like that. What? what they, they talking to, like Godzilla three? Yeah, like one, like there's the three of them. Just one, two, three. It's right. like it's like three small movies. Right. Yeah, I don't like that. That, that like, I feel like a lot of those type of projects focus too much on the CGI and the story gets lost. Ah, I got you what know? you're saying. So I feel like. With the 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 hand drawn, colorful, simple style in this movie, um, it allows you to to get in. The, it allows you to get into the story a lot better. You mm-hmm. know, like you can tell they focus more on the art and the story versus the whole being stylish and the whole act. It's not an action movie, but you know, you can tell they really took pride in, in, in this project. Because I, I do feel like a lot of stuff nowadays do put more focus on style <laughs> than the the substance. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this the way this was drawn. I'm not because nah. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of this style. I can watch it but I guess I, I like the little more colors and the more little action flashy. But it's not too bad. It just wouldn't be my first pick. I mean, yeah, well, um, it does. I know for me, it, it, it did. Um, I'm, I I usually don't watch um, anime or whether anime movies in this style. After watching it, you know, when they get in, in into the movie, it didn't, it didn't bother me. You know, like right. to me, it felt more. I feel like it fit the tone of the movie. You know, it was colorful. I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm not gonna say stylish, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like it just feel more artsy, you know. I got you. To me, I kind of judge the book by its cover, so I I'm not too sure if the if they're gonna focus on the art or the story. But this one, once it got pat, it when it started picking up, it got a little bit more better. It kind of reminded me of the guy. I forget his name, but he's held as the greatest anime director. The guy who did um spirits within, I mean no, a spirit spirit away. Okay. The um princess mono mono key. Um, it kind of remind me of those type of movies. Okay. You no. Know? Yeah, you're right. Spirit away, because I was gonna say Kiki Delivery System. I think that's what. I it's think called. so. Yeah. Right. You, like uh, it kind of 
to me, I, I first thought it was done by him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I forgot to look at the um, the, the studio who who did it. So it's probably done by the same studio. It's done by a different studio. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it probably is. I wish I had looked it up. <laughs> but, anyways, going to our famous greatest scale on a scale to one to fifteen dollars. With one being, this movie is not worth seeing. To fifteen, I would you know this movie is worth this much. How 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 will you rank this movie? Uh, I didn't even get to say how I felt about the movie. Oh, well, now you <laughs> nah, know. it's cool. And it's why? Cool. Nah, nah, it's cool. Well, um, well, I wouldn't say and why. You know, nah, why it's you okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm no, nah. nah, I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, the thing about this movie. I enjoy talking about it more than I watch watching it and discussing it. I, I, I'd rather say that discussing this movie is a lot better than watching it. When I watched it, I didn't even, I was just like, oh my God, I got to watch this movie. It kind of threw me off. So and that's how I felt watching um, Set It Up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I have watched this movie. <laughs> I called well, um Alex, Alex called me while I was watching the movie and I told him I'm only I'm, I'm only forty five minutes through the movie and I I, I want to turn this off and I got another hour and forty minutes left. Well listen well this movie was over two hours. <laughs> Ted was pretty close to two hours too. Okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> we don't agree. Okay. Um But I did feel like that. It did pick up I just think for me, I kind of got lost. And as we talked, um, I couldn't. Some of the scenes I didn't understand. I didn't. I kind of didn't understand what was going on. So I think that that kind of got me. In the beginning, I really couldn't connect to her at all <laughs> at first. Because t- another thing is that I'm familiar with the Japanese culture. She didn't. She seemed more American in a Japanese culture to me. How so? Well, like her, like how, to me, Japanese women are more reserved, you know, more shy. So, like, for instance, when her friend tried to get all close to her, I was expecting her to push him off and move away. You know, like, it was just like, the way she handled it was still kind of cool. Like, he almost kissed her and she was, she didn't flinch. You know, like, any movie you see in an in a Asian, they, they kind of flinch. You know, they move away, you know, that type scene. The fact that she hit him, you know, in, in that setting, you know, because she came out of her being a lady light when she punched him in front of everybody, you know, because then it's kind of like, you know, she kind of, you know, made him look bad because he hit her. <laughs> she hit him, you know, in front of guests and stuff like that. And then she was a guest. And then they didn't know him where it was kind of different where, you know, the sister, when she was playing around with her, is one way, you know. So it was a little different. She just didn't seem traditional to me. But I think that's where the story was going for at first. So, like, that's why I said, like, just discussing it made it a little bit better when I watched it. Oh, no, I feel like she was more traditional, you know, because she was very hands-on, you know, right? Working in the house. No, 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 no. Right, right. That role, doing that type stuff, but not the way her personality. That's what I'm saying. They're very. It's kind of. It's kind of like if you're not 
familiar with them? Just like if you expect how you see a Muslim woman, you know, they're they're always in the behind scene. They're very, very submissive. They have this very submissive, you know, demeanor. You know, that's why I said she kind of. <laughs> well, she, she actually was very submissive, but no, there was no need for her to be submissive to a guy that wasn't her husband. But kind of like how they say it's spirited. That's what that what made her different when they say it's spirited. They even like in the tagline. When when you showed me the tagline, since yeah. I didn't read it, I was like, okay, that makes sense that they called her that because she was not traditional duties is one thing, but the way she carried herself as a traditional Japanese woman, the way that I'm familiar with, she did not. That's why I would say she was kind of, she was different. But I think that's what they was doing with the story. Because she, it made her stand out a little bit. Technically, her, her and the sister, to me, was not traditional at all. <laughs> well, um, to both Keiko or to both her plus sister? I'll just say both. No, I'm talking about Keiko. Those two were different. Uh, I, I thought Keiko was, Keiko was more of the, the fashion okay. well, well, she was more... The, the high end. Right. Like, I would give it to her, but she, she kind of had that, I want to say, almost Americanized attitude. Because remember, she they show her wearing the new American styles also. So she was up to, so she was familiar with current trends of what everybody was wearing. So that's what I'm saying. She was like, I feel like Kick was more, more towards the American culture than. Right, that's what I said. Yes. By, that, that's what I said. She was kind of Americanized. That's what I said. She wasn't traditional, because remember they didn't wear hats, and they, the kimono, just like even with the kimono, that's a very traditional style of wear and dress. And the main character had trouble with making it, sewing it, and wearing it. Like she even modified it to a jeans. You know, say so she, she. And remember, a lot of people really weren't wearing pants out. For a while, you know. But um, that also um has a lot to deal with where she where she lived, right? Because like she always helped her, her grandmother who lived out in like a, a very very small small village on mm -hmm. a farm. So she grew up looking on in in on a farm pretty much, right? You know, so you never wear a komodo, you know, in the farm. No, no, know, but that's what I'm saying. She still modified it, and she was still unique. Because when, yeah. when she made it, she she designed it. They showed it how she designed, and it was something different. That's what yeah. I mean. It, it was different where she went outside the norm to make her, because she wanted something. Now, they can wear that. They have a modified, but she made it so she can, pretty much so she can wear it for whatever. <laughs> I feel like she was, she, tailored, she tailored it to be more comfortable. Right. It's no. like, she... I'm, I'm not gonna say ladylike, but I felt like she was more used to doing hard labor, and you know she would want. Nah, uh, I disagree. Which is why she wore the like the the baggy clothes. It wasn't really jeans, like. But you, she cut it in that fashion. Pants, right? You know, but because she was used to being on her knees, working, tending to the garden, she was more used to that that kind of work and being. A komodo being more Okay, now there's, there's different versions. That's what I'm saying. But if you notice, when she's walking around with other people, like when she's walking with the elders, who is also doing the same thing that she's doing, her outfit is different than theirs. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. So she changed... That, that's what I'm saying. She changed her outfit <laughs> to 
to make it comfortable for her where she didn't stay in the same norm. That's what I'm saying. That wouldn't that wouldn't be traditional. Tradition because in the Japanese culture, they're not trying to stand out. They rather blend in than stand out. So in that culture, that's what I'm looking. Where Americans, we like Americans, we'll go somewhere and we will be we'll be flashy. We'll you know they're not like that in Japan. In Japan, they will be very conservative and stuff like that. It's better not to be seen. <laughs> but I, um, I mean, I mean, on, on the fact of, I don't think that was still a. I don't think that was an American. No, I wasn't right. saying that. That's 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 what I'm saying. I didn't see her as. A, I'm backing up why I didn't see her as being a traditional. Japan women in that time because of their culture. And then I'm saying that because she's creative, she did things that she took the outfit, like, and you agree, she took the outfit to make it work for what she was doing because she was doing everything. So she made it fit where, like, for instance, when she was working with the elders, they had help. You know what I'm saying? Most of the, most of the females have help. They have the mother, the grandmother, the daughter, the daughter-in-law, you know, and then, like you said, in this situation, they would have a niece. Anybody that's under the age of 18, since that's that was the marriage age in this movie, then yes, that would have been the help that they would have had. But she didn't have that help. So I think that she made it to benefit her. Yeah, because that also came to affect where she grew up at. Well, and now, now that is also true, too. Some cities have different, just like it here in the United States, we have different people who have different different mentality of thinking. Like Texas, it's okay to wear a hat inside of a building <laughs> or wear, you know, cowboy boots. So if that's what you're going yeah. off, then okay, I would yeah. agree with that. Like, like, because I, I, I guess he did stood out, but only, like, I don't think he stood out for being fashionable, you know. No, was, I'm not saying that. Stood out, well, no. I guess it was more. But that's she was used to being that. I, I don't want to say poor girl, but she came off as being that poor servant girl. Type. Right, and and that's what I'm saying. Okay, we do. The only thing I the point out I'm established is that she was not traditional around compared to women at that time, and compared to women that she was around. So yes, if you want to say where she come from. They let certain stuff slide, which is possible. There's, you can watch most movies there. They, I mean, even the United States, you know, with racism, you was able to do certain stuff in the North that you couldn't do in the South. So I agree with that. I'm not saying that she put herself out there. I just said she did what was comfortable for her. But with her clothing, she wasn't traditional. She wasn't traditional with her, with some of her interactions. Like, for instance, most, most, most Japanese women are very reserved. And and she she stood out. Now I'm not sure what her area, from my ex- personal experience, but from my experience with Japanese women, they're more a little reserved. So she wouldn't have hit him in that type of culture in that time in front of all those people. I don't, I don't think that would ever happen. Maybe a push, but she popped him upside the head. You know what I'm saying? And technically, she kind of would embarrass them. And that's the whole thing about them is that they don't want to. They don't want to dis- be disrespectful or cause shame. So that's why I was looking at She kind of... Because if you notice, when the police come, how look how submissive they were when the police came. After the police came, they put their head down 
and they waited. So when her husband came, all the women had their head down to apologize to apologize. One was to apologize for forgiveness because they kind of brought shame to the family by having the cops come. Now, of course, they laughed it off, <laughs> but that's why they all sit there, you know, you know. True, but I, I, I just thought they 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 held their head down to hold back the laughter, because I see they what, said that, but no, I, I see when he came home, he turned his back towards her, and he he, he, he like and like the whole time he was he was holding it in, they were right. laughing because they were laughing the fact because the police thought that she was a a spy, right? And they laughed at the fact. Wait, she's a spy. She can't do this. She can't do that. She can't do this. Like she's clumsy, and you know. You're right, but it's still the fact of like how can someone like her be a spy? But but still, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do see the point of them holding their heads for the police. You know, be, no, no. I mean, like I said, they still thought it was funny, but they still had to apologize. That's the the culture. Oh, yeah, like like any I mean, any Japanese movie, I mean, you see, I mean, they bow and they say, "Please, I'm sorry. I, I caused great shame." That's what they was doing. They, it wasn't that they were laughing because oh yeah, like oh, it, it would be, be respectful to police, of course. It's, no, it's, I'm not talking about the police. I'm talking about when they waited. They waited for the husband to come. When he walked up, he walked into a door to see all the females with their head bowed. That's how it was. Now, yes, they did show respect and they laughed because they was holding it when afterwards because they didn't understand. But it still was a it still would have caused great shame because the police came. Any that's still they're very prideful on stuff like that. So by him, like I said, if if you're not been there, you can see like a lot of movies there. You brought shame to me. You know, you did something wrong. You know, like they 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 stick to the rules and especially at that time. You know, but yeah, it was it was funny afterwards. That's why like he laughed. But if he was upset and he decided to do something about it, then yeah, she would have been in trouble. But it they were okay with it. But still, that's what I'm saying. Like traditionally, they they were they were apologizing. All of them was apologizing to him because he was at that time the head. So so she would have caused great shame to him. So but like I said, now to, to get back on topic, she just wasn't traditional for what I thought she was. But not saying it was a bad thing. It took me out of it. But I think that's what they were going for to make her a little bit different or to to get to show her a little bit more side. Because if they probably did go more tradition, we probably wouldn't have seen a lot of that stuff. She We had to see her come out of the show. Like, how would they explain the emotion to the husband if she never punched them you know how would we how would they build up that character from there they would have had to come up with something else for them two to interact you see what i'm saying so that's where i look at that where it worked for the for the story <laughs> i mean i don't see how to be you know what tradition hang around a whole bunch of japanese women and that's not americanizing and tell me if they're gonna be putting their hands on you <laughs> they're not gonna put their hands on you bro <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Not in front of their family, no. You're not, no. If you walk, no, they're not going to do that until you get used to them. <laughs> but she is his friend, so that, from childhood. Yeah, but, they, but what culture, besides American culture, in the 1940s, no woman was putting their hands on a dude like that. No. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you can look at any Asian movie, all the women, even the ones that can fight, 
they're very submissive and feminine to a man. If they were to bump into a man, they would immediately bow their head. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Until he tried to smack her. And then that's when she was defend herself, which they were allowed to defend themselves. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of similar. That's that's what I'm going at. Now, she like, for instance, she wouldn't just walk in there, you know, like in a martial art movie. You wouldn't expect if they go back when they had the, the beards all the way down to their legs. <laughs> you know, you, you, you wouldn't expect them to walk in there beating up somebody. Somebody had to make the first move. They if they and the ones that could fight, they were always respectful to a male. They will move out the way and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying about during that time. They she wouldn't have probably did that at the first meet or when it was private. I get it, but not in front of everybody else. So what's your grade for the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can't want to finish it. We gonna slip. Um, well, because you kind of went off on a tangent for the last twenty minutes. It wasn't a tangent. We was discussing <laughs> something. I said something. You say something. A tangent. If I'm just keep going and you ain't saying nothing. Like right now, this is a tangent. But um, <laughs> to shorten it up, I, it it was better discussing it to me. So I kind of did get lost with some of the scenarios. But uh, I would probably say we're going to 15, right? More than 15. I'll do six. I'll do six. See, I should have read the tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give it an um, 11. Whoa. Is that the highest one you did so far? No. Nah. What was the highest? The highest was um, it was twelve fifty, I believe. That was for um, the Tyler. wrestler. The wrestler, yeah. okay. But um, overall, I felt like it was, it was a pretty good movie. Yes, it, it did have a slow start. I understood what was going on because I paid attention to what. Just to let y'all know he's emphasizing that. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know he emphasizing that. You know, like I knew, I knew what the, I knew what the movie was. Pretty much dealing with the whole World War Two. He read the tagline. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but even I read the tagline um, with the days with 1945. Well, I did. I did get know. that. I did get that eventually. Right, you know, so. When, when, it, when, it, when they, not when they was testing it, but as soon as I started, I started paying attention to the dates. I didn't pay attention to it in the first 30 minutes, but yes, I did start paying. I started getting into it, so. So. I'm going to defend myself on that one. <laughs> So as I was saying, um, I felt like it was overall it was a pretty good movie. It was very emotional. This my this is my overall thoughts, you know, to my grading. Can, can I can I get my grading? You the host. I'm just messing with you. So overall, I felt like it's a pretty good movie. I, I can't have to talk over because you keep cutting me off. Overall, I felt like it's a pretty good movie. It was very emotional and knowing. The time frame of it being World War Two, like it, you know what goes, you know the outcome is going to be, you know, like you know that the bomb is going to drop, and you just waiting for the bomb, you waiting for the bomb, you waiting for the bomb, and it puts you in the shoes on on how it, how they must have felt and in the pain they they gone through, they had they were going through. In, in those times and being in America we we really haven't had that kind of experience you know because no one is going to come over here and besides terrorist attacks but constantly and attack us like that you know like we really can't say we would know how that feel so to say you know 
you know that this whole movie is, is a tragedy ready to happen, you know. And once that bomb drops, you kind of knew... Well, in, in, in the way, it doesn't show the bomb drops. No, I think I like that way, that they like, didn't show it. There was in the... Um, Suzu and Keiko was having a heart-to-heart because they was finally... Make, well, Keiko was finally uh, apologizing for how she was um, acting towards her. And all of a sudden, you just see a flash of light. And no one knew what, what it was. And later on, you find out. I like that, that they wasn't victims. It was the different, different set of story. And but you, but you do find out that Suzu's mother was in the city at the time, so she was part of the seventy thousand that was killed. And her father and sister goes into town, and her father dies months prior, and her sister is pretty much is dying from radi- radiation poisoning. Mm-hmm. So overall, like it, it, it is a very sad movie, and. And for me, like seeing that that emotion in the struggle, for me it was it was well done. And also, they, I, I feel like all the characters were pretty good. You know, it was it, it was it's a pretty good side story. Join us next week for our next podcast. Um, I, I, I'm thinking I'm trying to tell a little different. Um, I'm probably gonna announce the movie to y'all to the uh, to y'all in the middle of the week. You know, so y'all can get a little heads up. Um, in case uh, we do a movie that's in theaters or you want to watch it before we do it, oh, yeah, that's y'all, cool. y'all, y'all can um, go ahead and do that. But uh, till next time, I'm James. And I'm Theo. See you soon. Hi, James here. I just want to take a quick time out to let you know that y'all can support Film Nerds by becoming a monthly supporter. With that, it will allow us to keep growing and help us to create better and more content. And also, with the Anchor app, you can call in and few must become part of the part of the podcast by weighing in on each discussion and debate. You can also leave us comments and messages um, with your suggestions on topics and different movies that you want to discuss. And as we continue to grow, we thank you for your love and support.